listening to The Fret Files, the Guitar Workshop Podcast with Eric Daw. To participate in the show, go to my website, ericdaw.com. That's E-R-I-C-D-A-W dot com. Click on the contact link and submit your question or comment there. I'll use it as part of the show. The other way to do it is to call or text 757-774-8482. Leave your voicemail there and I'll use that as part of the show. And now, the Fret Files Podcast. Yes, indeed. It's the Fret Files podcast. You know the drill. I'm the only one here. This is it's Eric. It's me, Eric Daw. Your your host, your guitar geek, host, guitar scientist. Twenty five years of experience building and repairing guitars. Sitting beside me is no one. Yeah, I'm doing this uh, doing this show solo. That everybody's fled the ship, the good ship, Fret Files. So I'm I'm uh, I am captaining this ship by myself. It's my responsibility. To either to either right the ship or go down with it. So we'll see what happens. What can I say? What can I say? Everybody else abandoned ship, okay? So uh, it's just me. It's just you and me. But we're gonna make the best of it. Uh, I've got a good show planned for you. I want to um, touch base. It's been a long time since we've touched base with my good pal Jay Boone at Emerald City Guitars. And uh, I want to see what's going on. I want to see what's hot in the vintage market and what's new over at Emerald City Guitars. And it's their, uh, it is their 25th year, 25 years in the business. They're one of the nation's, one of the world's premier uh, guitar, vintage guitar shops. And uh, I'm just honored that they're, you know, they're friends with the podcast. I worked for Jay. You know that. I worked for Jay for 15 years. And uh, it's good people. Good people right there. Let's see if we can get him on the phone here. Yeah, how long's it been since you've heard a dial tone? Don't you wish we had a dial tone? A ringtone's good enough. Hey, God. Jay Boone, how you doing? Doing good, man. Just writing Mark Tossman a check here. <laughs> before, uh, before I jump on with you Jay, timing kind of you write a lot of checks you know i worked for you for 15 years and it's like that's just one of the things you do you stand at the counter and write checks boy today i've wrote a lot of them man yeah yeah <laughs> crazy uh yeah, I'm surprised people still take checks. You know, it's kind of an old school way of doing business, isn't it? It is. Every time somebody hands me a check, I think, "Oh, thanks for the thanks for the errand." I guess I'll go to the bank. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It's something that I've just done my whole life, and I I don't want to change, man. No. Venmo, Zelle, whatever the hell all that crap is, man. I I have no idea. I'm throwing my money out in the air somewhere. Yeah. All, all, the, all of our money's out in the air anyway, so I guess it doesn't really matter. Right? Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Do, do you have a minute do, do you have a minute to talk about guitars? Yeah, give, give me one sec, okay? Okay, I'll filibuster. Okay. We're, okay. This is, it's live, it's a live show. Uh, what can I tell you? 
I'm not editing this. This is just the Fret Files podcast, and this is what you're getting. I've got a good show for you, though. Oh, we're listening to... Oh, we're going to hear somebody trying out a guitar. We've got a lot of questions to get to. We could just listen to the... Uh, the lovely tones of someone... I hope they play, I hope they play Stairway to Heaven. Mark Tossman says hi. Mark Tossman. He is such a good guy. I know. He's been training Tyler. That's so cool. He's, he's been great. He's a world-class repair guy, Mark Tossman. He is, man. Uh, he's he's like me. He's kind of getting older, and he's he wants to kind of slowly back up in the distance and bring the youngins forward, which I'm trying to do down here. And he's kind of doing that with Tyler. He and his wife have kind of taken him in as a like a surrogate son almost. That's so cool. Um, yeah, but he's uh, Tossman says he's a good, good, smart repairman. He's going to do just fine. So yeah, I mean, so far so good. But uh, yeah, Tossman's a good guy. He has one guitar though. He's, I just asked him how, how many guitars do I have over there you're working on? And there's like <laughs> he named about five. And then I think there's one. More. I'm like, oh boy, okay. Uh, <laughs> maybe under a bed somewhere. Like, what one's like an ES old ES three forty five with a bad neck angle that he's he can't seem to figure out how to get the neck off. Oh, those are uh, those are so hard. Oh, I'm glad. Do you that's, know how to do that? No, I'm glad that's not on my bench. That's I've done a few oh, of those. I was just gonna ask you, man. You want me to send it to you? <laughs> well, I've done a few of those. The last one I did, you know, there's a strap button behind the neck joint, and the last one I did, I steamed, I steamed, uh, steam into that strap button hole. Right, uh, but it's not it's not my expertise. I don't I don't do, I don't want to do Gibson uh, electric neck resets. Oh, okay, I won't send it to you then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll well, order that. Hey man, I wanted to congratulate you. First of all, I wanted to congratulate you on twenty five years. I know this is your big twenty five year anniversary for Emerald City Guitars there in Seattle, and it's just awesome. That it is. We just had a celebration out of our house for all the the crew and their significant others and there's about 30 people counting some family members and had a really good time man That's... had a overnighter at the Boone farm and played a big uh wiffle ball game and swimming and barbecue and all the good good times that we have uh, out there so that was awfully fun i wish i could have been there yeah well yeah i, I, I was you, i think but i I was well, there I for uh, <laughs> I was there for fifteen of them. Yeah, <laughs> I was there for fifteen out of the out of the twenty five years, which is kind of kind of crazy to think about. I know that's a long time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, yeah, you went to a few parties out there too. I remember. Oh I yeah, some music on the stage with you. And, oh yeah, yeah, some good times. Well, what's uh, so? So, what are we doing today, or have we already started? <laughs> oh yeah, we we started a long time ago. Well, I just want to know what's oh. <laughs> what's. I want to know what's hot in the vintage market, because you would know. Yeah, well, I tell you, Eric, as you well know yourself, uh, the guitar market is really hot right now, and we've been blessed to just be flourishing through the pandemic. And twenty twenty one is like an epic year for us. Good. We've done more business, I think, in the first six months of this year than we did all of last year. And last year was a good year. Wow. Believe it or not. So, That's awesome. Uh, I I can tell you what's hot at our shop. Yeah. Um, 
so we're kind of going after the big fish and we have been for a few years now so uh any any fenders from the 50s are are really hot right now especially black guards and yeah no no casters and broadcasters and esquires with a black guard on them are extremely uh sought after right now uh as are um it's kind of cool to see 50 strats are, are really making a comeback where five years ago, it was kind of the market was just glutted with them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like a sun uh, sunburst 50 strats, the market kind of got soft there for a while. Yeah. They're back. Yeah, huh? yeah. I mean, I remember for, for a spell there, I had a, a bunch of men here. I, I, I ended up selling a 56 to a guy for like $16,000. Oh my gosh. Like, why, why isn't this guitar selling? Why is it still here? And, guy made me an offer and I took it and it's like wow now it's like holy cow it's like doubled or <laughs> tripled yeah. you know? so wow. it's nice to see the old sunburst strats kind of making a comeback because they're well deserved you know there's oh yeah you know good ones in original condition are getting rare yeah people are scarfing them up man yeah so I know any, any fenders from the 50s yeah doing real well right now I know custom color fenders are always going to be hot yeah, we've had a really good run on those too. And uh, I know I've been, last... I've been watching uh, the your the the guitars come and go. I've been watching the stock on your Instagram feed and on your website, and it's man, the guitars you guys find, wow, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, I'm like this guitar magnet. After all these years, you get really magnetized, and they just start <laughs> like coming at you. And I'm sure you know that being a repair guy, I've seen the same thing happen. You know, you're yeah. If you're a quality repair guy like you are, it's just like boom, boom, boom. These guitars come flying at you from all directions. And, yeah, and sometimes that's kind of they an do. Our deal. Yeah, uh, because I mean, like you said, you follow us on Instagram. You see they're coming and going, and, and people that are selling them see who's selling them yeah. successfully, and that's us. So they tend to bring them to us. And I bought a real cool one from you last time I saw you yeah. a month or so ago. Oh yeah, that's that a big. That's a big secret. A couple days, or yeah, that was a. That was a nice one. Well, I, I just so say, yeah, the custom color stuff is is hot for sure. Yeah, good. I just sent you a couple of custom guitars, a couple of pinups. Did they uh, have they sold already? Are they sitting on the floor? What's going on? Well, uh, they haven't even been put on the website because we have so much gear in our shop that my IT guy is overwhelmed. So, yeah. uh, but they are on the wall, and I think I have one sold. I think I sold that Blackguard one you sent me today. Good. It's just kind of cool uh waiting to have me get a few uh specs over to him and i think he's going to pull a trigger a guy up in canada and i love that blue one with the tort guard man they're they're cool it's nice to get a couple more in i know good you're uh you slowed down your building a little bit because you're probably overwhelmed with special orders but yeah they look great in the shop they won't last i guarantee that yeah well i stopped taking special orders uh and i'm proud to say that you Emerald City Guitars uh, is my only dealer. You're, you guys are the only ones I send Woo-hoo! guitars to. Yeah, and I'm and I, man, if I could only pick one dealer, that's that's who I'd pick. So I'm happy. Uh, thank you, Mister Daw. Yeah, proud man. To, proud to have them in the shop, man. They yeah, always, they always look good and they sell. So that's the key right there. What's hot in the vintage? What's hot in the vintage Gibson market? Gibson acoustics or uh, Les Pauls? What's hot? Well, Gibson acoustics are are always hot, man. If you 
I mean, any good J45s, SJs, Southern Jumbos, little LGs. Um, in fact, we were talking about Mark Tossman earlier. He just brought me back an LG1 that I had a mood neck reset on. And I, I mean, it's not, it won't last wow. more than a week once we get it out there. So any of that, the old Martins, uh, kind of the usual stuff. Uh, as far as Gibsons go, um, juniors are real hot again, juniors and specials. Cool. Uh, they kind of took a little dip a few years ago and all of a sudden they're a hot ticket. Um, uh, gold tops, 56, mm-hmm. 55, 58. Those are 58 gold tops. I predicted this five years ago that, I mean, they have just gone out of, out the roof, you know? Wow. That's uh, cool. A lot if of you can find one. We're, well, yeah. we're looking for a couple right now. So a lot of people, them, uh, you know. a lot of people bought those and stripped them and tried to convert them into bursts. And so the originals true. are, the originals are getting rarer. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, you know, we call them a poor man's burst because, you know, those early PAF gold tops before, you know, 50, before the sunburst ones came out in 58, compared to a burst, they're just like super affordable. You know, a burst is going to run you to 50 to 500,000 where you can still get a gold top for, you know, 90 to 150. Yeah. You know, and it's essentially kind of the same guitar. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, Very cool. Of course, there are, there are differences that make them unique, but. Still, a PAF gold top man is amazing. Yeah. Well, before I let you go, I want to pick one guitar in the shop. I want the story on one guitar that you're super excited about right now. Give me me the backstory on one guitar. Okay. I actually just shot a video for this guitar, so it'll hit our pick of the day tomorrow on our YouTube channel. And it's a 1952 uh, Telecaster. And it's one that um, this guy sent me an email about a year ago and sent me some pictures and says, my dad passed away and left this to the kids for their inheritance. And he played it all these years. And a couple of pictures really like played the heck out of it. He, he said he didn't think he changed anything on it. So I literally, I gave my, my cell number and said, let's communicate this way. So, I've been texting him for a year and he, I, he just dropped out of sight for two months. I kept saying, Hey, what's going on with that guitar, Dan? <laughs> and he was trying to figure out how to get it to somebody to get it appraised. And I told him what it was worth, you know, what I would pay for it. And, but you know, his, he wanted to do his due diligence. And so he ended up uh, taking it out to Groons a couple months ago and they pretty much told him everything I told him and confirmed that it was original and made him an offer. And, and he, lo and behold, he texted me and, and told me what they offered him. And I upped it just a little bit and, and yeah. I ended up getting it out here. But it was just like, it was such a long process. I, I just kept going, oh, I just, I, I want that guitar. I don't, you know, Trevor kept going, what's, what's going on with that Blackguard? And I, I just go, <laughs> I'm still working on the guy. But yeah. then when it landed, we we're all like, whoopee. That's amazing. It's such a cool, oh, such a cool piece, man. Wow. What? You know, Tadio Gomez, neck and body oh, initials wow. on it. That's cool. Uh, yeah, super cool piece, man. So that's right now. That's kind of my pick of the litter. Nice. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised that, that it took you a year to chase that down. I've seen you do that before. You Sometimes there's guitars you've worked on for years, years and years, trying yeah. to 
trying to get a guitar and uh, people sometimes they are just not ready to sell but they yeah. know they know you're ready when they're ready and so uh and you always yeah and you just got to be patient yeah. and you know considerate and like I always say, man, you throw enough bait out in the water, you're going to yeah. catch a few fish. You know. So. And I know you always pay top dollar, and that that story is is a good example. You know, you he they got a solid offer from Groon, and you said, well, how about that plus some more? You know, so that's that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, that's, that's why you get the good you know, stuff because you treat people fairly. Well, for me, it's like we got to have black guards and we got to have guitars in our shop like this. Yeah. So it's not so much how much we're going to make on it. Are we going to hit a grand slam? It's more like just get it here. We're going to make some money, but it's just the prestige and you're fulfilling one of your customers' dreams. You're making the other end, the guys that get the inheritance money, you're making them feel good and yeah. we get a little piece of the action in between and it's fun. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I know your, your margins on guitars like that aren't really like, like what they, like what they used to be. Yeah. Uh, but, but yes, not like it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's all right. That's all right, man. Everybody's happy and you know, we're still in business and doing well, so I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Okay, man, I'll let you go. I know you're busy. Thank you so much for chatting today. Eric, anytime. It's always a pleasure. I love you, man, and uh, thanks for having me on your podcast. You bet. Love you too, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Well, that's that's uh, Jay Boone, Emerald City Guitars, 25 years in the business. Let's take a little break, and I'll uh, come back with some calls. Hey guys, I'm Cody with Apex Coffee Roasters. I wanted to give a few pointers on how to brew the best possible coffee at home. First thing you're gonna need to make great coffee at home is great coffee. So whether you have Apex or one of the other many delicious roasters out there, having great coffee is definitely step number one. Step two is having a, a good consistent grind um, through that coffee where each particle is relatively the same size. It's gonna be really important to your overall extraction. Once the coffee is ground, uh, it starts to lose its aromatics and its quality fairly quickly. So grinding immediately before brewing is the most ideal situation. Tip number three is 99-ish percent of your coffee, what you're going to be consuming is made up of the water that you brewed with. So having high quality brew water is definitely essential to the overall taste of that coffee. If you have water filtration, that is gonna be significantly better than just using straight tap water. If you follow the first few guidelines of using high quality coffee, making sure your grind is correct, using good brewing water, those are all going to ensure that just a basic coffee maker um, is actually going to give you a really good tasting cup. Okay guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Uh, order coffee from apexcoffeeroasters.com and we'll see you soon. Thanks. That's good coffee. If you order Apex Coffee online, make sure to use our promo code PINUP. That's P-I-N-U-P. That way they know that the Fret Files podcast sent you and you get 10% off. We've talked a lot about neck straightening irons on the show, and people write to me and they say, Eric, where can I get one? Well, until now, I didn't have anywhere to send people because nobody makes them anymore, except for my buddy Rick at playersgearmusic.com. You can go to Players Gear Music. You can order a neck straightening iron. Some people call it a neck press or a neck heater. It is an in 
valuable tool in my shop. I use it all the time. I'd be lost without one of these. I, I love having a neck straightening iron, and Rick is making a really, really stout industrial. It, I, I think it... I think it's the best one that I've used, and I've I've used a lot. I've used uh, the commercially available ones that they used to sell in the 70s and 80s, but they don't sell them anymore. Well, now you can get one from PlayersGearMusic.com. They're $7.49. I know that seems like a lot. It's it's a tool. I tell you what, it's going to pay for itself a hundred times over. If you go to PlayersGearMusic.com. Scroll down on the main page. Scroll, scroll, scroll down to where it says "Fan of the Fret Files Podcast." You click that. That adds one to your cart, and it's fifty bucks off. So instead of seven forty nine, it's six ninety nine. Six ninety nine, free shipping, and it's yours. A neck straightening iron. PlayersGearMusic.com has them, and you need one. I'm telling you. So go to playersgearmusic.com and check it out. And don't forget to tell Rick that the Fret Files podcast sent you. As you know from listening to the show, I repair and restore guitars. If you go over to ericdaw.com and see information about guitar repair and guitar restoration, you can contact me there. If you've got some guitar restoration or pickup rewinding, anything that you need done, if you want to see the custom guitars that I build, you can go over to pinupcustomguitars.com. There's a whole lot of guitars on there that have been sold, but I also post new arrivals there all the time. They go quick, so check often. The best way to get into the loop is to submit your email address on the uh, on the homepage of that website, and that'll add you to my email list, and you'll get a heads up when there's new guitars available. That's pinupcustomguitars.com and ericdaw.com. Well, that was fun chatting with Jay been a while <clears throat> i think we've got some calls here to take so let's do that hi eric it's ben here in the uk again um i'm just catching up on some episodes i'm incredibly flattered and humbled by your kind words about my guitar playing from uh, episode 128 on the tysco um yeah i'm it's very nice of you thank you uh i do have some records out with my duo smith and brewer you can find us on the internet at smithandbrewer.com well, my website is bensmithguitar.com, and I'm going to be doing some more of that slide stuff this year, so watch out. Um, but I've got a question. That's why I'm calling, really. One of the things I really love about that Tysco is the microphonic pickups. Oh, yeah. And I was wondering, yeah. is there a way you can take a pickup that is not microphonic and make it microphonic <laughs> by, I don't know, warming it up and draining the wax off it or something. I, I, I mean, you know, I'm a guitar player, not a pickup winder, so I might be talking complete nonsense. But I just thought it was an idea specifically with a Dog Ear P90 to see if I could maybe get that to be a bit microphonic. Any advice? Gratefully received. As ever, the podcast, great. Stay well. Very cool. Yeah, you know, it's um, probably not. Probably not going to happen. You might, it, let's see, it's a dog ear P90. So <clears throat> depending on the construction of the pickup, some of those have like a like a, a plastic bobbin and then a metal base plate. And some of them don't. Some of them have a little different, uh, a little bit different construction. Some of them have a, like a fiber bobbin. But um, the thing about microphonic pickups is it's actually, uh, it's actually a flaw, you know. And I like it. A lot of players do. 
if it's just slightly microphonic and you can get that kind of on the verge of feedback tone, well, that's what we all want. But um, it's hard to get it dialed in just exactly right with a, a pickup that, you know, if it's not microphonic, trying to make it microphonic is, is tricky because basically what you have to do is start loosening things up. So if it has a metal base plate, you could you could loosen the screws that are that hold the pickup to the base plate a little bit and try that. One of the reasons old tele pickups become microphonic is that base plate becomes unconnected to the to the pickup itself. You know, they've got that copper plated elevator plate on the base of the pickup and it's wax potted to the pickup well over time over the years uh those tend to work their way loose and that's part of the magic of those old of old tele pickups at least that's what i've found that's what i like but making a p90 into a microphonic p90 when it's not microphonic probably not going to happen it's probably not going to happen sorry but uh yeah that's the brakes Let's see what else we got here. If I can click the right button, here we go. Hey, Eric. This is Micah calling from Omaha, Nebraska. I've got a follow-up question from the Guitar History Corner, Les Paul. The wraparound trapeze tailpiece P90s model versus when did, you know, I guess, when did the bridge transition? What's your opinion on um, resetting a Les Paul neck to get it to have um, tuning posts instead of that weird wraparound tailpiece. Maybe you like that tailpiece. I don't know. I don't. They look cool, but, um, of course, there's a reason people reset the necks. Uh, maybe you've got some insight. Um, have you ever reset a neck? Would you ever? What do you think about that? Thanks, man. Bye. Yeah, that early <clears throat> that early uh, Les Paul bridge design is really a botch job. I don't know what you know. Here's a company Gibson who um, was known for really high quality guitars, and then they that was their that was their bridge design. I don't know what they were thinking. Uh, the, I don't I I don't think they just they just didn't have it figured out because they the neck angle. I think they were I think they were shooting for a like a like a flat top style guitar when they when they when they were tooling right and when they when they were figuring out the neck angle and then Les Paul wanted to add a maple cap I think I don't know I don't know I've thought about this a lot like what went wrong how, how did they end up with the bridge where the the strings wrap under and the the strings leave the bridge from underneath that trapeze you can't palm mute you can't intonate the thing it's really a disaster it really is it's awful uh so yeah so what a lot of people have done over the years is take that silly trapeze off reset the neck so that the neck angle works with a standard uh les paul style bridge and stop tailpiece the problem is <sighs> You hate to modify a vintage guitar like that. I mean, it really does hurt the value, even though you're improving the playability. Uh, so I don't... I've been asked to do this several times, reset the neck and do all that jazz. I don't want to do it, so I don't. I never have. I don't want to. 
uh, but they sell replacement bridges that work with that trapeze tailpiece that uh, that make it a lot more playable, and the strings wrap over the tailpiece, and so that you can play it, you know, like a normal guitar, right? <laughs> and rest your hand there, and palm mute, and everything. Uh, and the tailpiece that I'm talking about is sold by a company called Mojo Axe. Mojoaxe.com. They have all kinds of uh, vintage replacement, you know, Gibson tailpieces and wraparound doodads. So check out Mojoaxe.com. They sell a replacement bridge that works with that existing trapeze that makes it function more like a normal Les Paul. You can intonate it. You can palm mute. It doesn't look too bad. It looks cool, actually. It looks great. looks fine. But yeah, that's what that's what I would do if I had one of those. Resetting the neck and then drilling it out for a for a tunematic and a stop bar. Yeah, I, I just hate... I get it. I get it. But I hate to see it done. I don't want to do that. So don't ask me to do it. Cause, but there's guys who will. Absolutely. And they do it all the time. I mean, at some point, we're not going to have any 52, 53 gold tops left that that have the trapeze because they'll all have been converted. And I think that's, it was only the first year and a half or so that they, that they did that. And then they, then they retooled and figured out, um, gosh, this isn't playable. (laughs) This, this, uh, this bridge is barely playable. Yeah. So that's the ticket. Uh, hi, Eric. This is Jose from Boston. Um, I had previously emailed you about my adventures in uh, working with the wiring on my ES-335, but today's question has to do with uh, the frets on my 1972 Telecaster. Now, this thing had been previously played and loved to death by someone else somewhere in Texas. I got it out of an attic somewhere in Houston where I think it had been out of the case for at least 10 years. Um, I had to replace an awful lot of uh, corroded electronics in it, so I had to have a, a pickup rewound. Another one had to get a new lead on it, and then I replaced the pots and capacitors, etc. But the frets themselves are so worn that part of the fretboard um, on the maple board has been worn away, and I had to uh, make a, a rather peculiar nut for it just to be able to fret it because the frets are so low. Um, so my question is, at what point do you just have a vintage guitar refretted? Um, I know that reduces the value, et cetera, et cetera, but this thing is just such a cool guitar. It has a great sound. Um, I just don't know whether it is worth just replacing the neck um, or having someone... Uh, refret it, and re-radius the fretboard. Um, I will send you some photos um, through email, uh, which I, I, I don't think I did last time with the ES-335. But, hey, uh, I'm, I'm new to this. So uh, I, I look forward to hearing back from you. Bye-bye. Very cool. Thank you. Appreciate the call. Yeah, he sent me some pictures, and, uh, yeah, those frets are just plumb worn out. And here's the deal. Yeah, the vo- Modifying vintage guitars sucks, and it and it's something that's discouraged. But frets 
are a little bit of a different story. Um, we're talking about a playability issue here that um, was caused not by, like, like the previous call and the early Les Paul, like basically a manufacturing flaw or defect or you know poor design but the frets on your guitar are worn out because it's been played a lot so we're talking about where it's been worn and it's not a cosmetic issue it is a playability issue and so when when parts have become worn out to the point that the guitar is no longer playable then we really have to think about you know we we need to preserve this guitar and make it playable and frets absolutely should be replaced when they get worn out to the point that that they are on your guitar so yeah i would have that guitar refretted um and uh you, you don't need to re-radius the fingerboard really but um yeah the thing needs to be refretted and it will also need a new nut when you have that done because when you change the height of the frets, then then that changes the uh, uh, that changes you know the height of where the strings leave the nut. So you'll have to have it refretted and a new nut. And absolutely, it's time. I would just do it. Just get it done. And uh, yeah, okay. So that wraps it up. I'm not gonna. We. I have a lot of questions to read, but hopefully I'm going to get somebody to co-host with me for the next episode who will read the questions because I hate reading the questions and then trying to answer them. It gets confusing. Like, uh, you don't know when I'm reading and when I'm talking, just answering a question. And it's, I don't know. I don't like to do episodes like that. So I'll see if I can get my sister or maybe Nat or somebody to, to host more regularly. And uh, we will do some more interviews. So I'm going to try. I'm trying to keep the show going. So thanks for participating. A lot of people sent in some questions, and I will get to those. If you want to participate in the show, you can go to my website, ericdaw.com. That's E-R-I-C-D-A-W.com. Click the contact link and submit your question or comment there. And uh, we'll use it as part of the show. Or always feel free to call... 757-774-8482 and leave a message and we'll we'll put that on the podcast you can text that number as well but I uh, yeah just call 757-774-8482 thanks all and we'll talk to you soon mm-hmm.